The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, October 13th, 2020, and we have to preview a, a ton of a Tuesday night football game. Joining me to do it, to break it down from a gambling and DFS perspective, Jordan Dejani. What's up, buddy? How you doing? A ton of on Tuesday on CBS. That is what I'm talking about. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm doing fantastic. It feels good to have a Sunday night game, a Monday night game, and now a Tuesday night game mm. entering week five, week six-ish. I kind of like Tuesday night over Thursday night. I can get down with that, I think. Cancel Thursday night football and let's play Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I'm with you. And, you know, the, the the reputation that Thursday night football has is kind of tarnished, right? It's like Dolphins-Browns game with backup quarterbacks. Tuesday night football, we have two undefeated teams coming into this matchup. Mm. So everyone's excited for it. It's the only game being played, wrapping up the week. So, yeah, I'm very excited for it. All right. We got to get hot here. Um, I was told uh, somebody DM'd me and said that um, our prop bets have not been as great the last few weeks. But we did hit the Kamara rush, uh, receiving yards over by the skin of our teeth last night. So let's, uh, let's, let's get some bets going here. First of all, um, the line here, the game is in Nashville, obviously. Uh, Taylor Lewan and AJ Brown are back for the Titans. The Titans just announced that, uh, earlier. Um, Jeffrey Simmons will not play. Who else is on the, this is so tricky because who else is on the, COVID protocol. I believe it's, uh, we have a couple of big guys still on the COVID list, I believe, such as wide receiver Corey Davis, Adam yes. Humphreys as well, rookie cornerback Christian Fulton, who stepped into a starting role as of late. And yep. like you mentioned, Jeffrey Simmons is definitely a big loss if he's not going to play tonight on that defensive line. So when it comes to the injury report, yeah, you said that, uh, both Taylor Lewan and AJ Brown were questionable. Yep. It's, it seems like both are going to play, but when you look at that COVID reserve part of the injury list, if you will, well, that's where it gets a little worrisome for Tennessee. Yeah, um, exactly. We have uh, Josh Allen, who was on the injury report, but should be fine and good to go. Uh, Matt Milano is out for this game. Zach Moss still questionable. And then maybe the biggest one of all with A.J. Brown playing is Tredavious White, uh, the Bills cornerback who has, is listed as questionable right now. He did not do – he did not participate in the walkthrough on Saturday – um, you know, that's still plenty of time to get back and get ready to play. So I would guess that he'll be closer to a game time inactive unless I miss something, uh, out there. Cole Beasley was on the injury report, but I think he's good to go as well. Long story short, it looks like it is mostly defensive guys who are going to be missing, which is interesting, Jordan, because this over has dropped from 53 down to 51 and a half. The bills are minus three and a half in Nashville. Uh, any thoughts? on the spread or the total. 
Yeah, unfortunately, even though I live in Nashville, I'm going to be going with the Buffalo Bills in this one to cover three and a half points. I mean, listen, the Titans have had about two weeks off now, and it hasn't been a relaxing time, right? Yeah, they already spent <laughs> up their bye week, but they've been dealing with an outbreak of a pandemic within their facilities. They've had to reopen it and then reshut down after more positive tests were, were generated. It's It's been pretty ridiculous what's going on in Nashville and stressful nonetheless when it comes to the NFL, NFLPA coming into your city and facilities to investigate what you've been doing or not doing. And that has led to this outbreak and a reshuffling around scheduled games in the 2020 NFL season. So we don't know how this team's going to look after taking two weeks off. And like I already mentioned, they have some notable names on that COVID reserve list. Both teams are undefeated, but if you want to ask me which one is the more fraudulent 3-0 and or 4-0, and I would probably have to lean towards the Tennessee Titans. I really like what Josh Allen's been doing for this offense. The defense for the Buffalo Bills needs to step up, but we can talk about that a little later. I like the Buffalo Bills. They were able to play last week. They beat the, the Las Vegas Raiders, who in turn just beat the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. So I like the momentum the Bills have been uh or have been creating for themselves. And as for the Titans, they're going to have to kind of start over. It's almost like the beginning of a new season for them in some ways. Yeah. So I think the thing with Tennessee that, that stands out to me is I'm not sure that they're good on defense and they have lots of good players. Don't get me wrong. I, mean, I think they've, I think they could get better on defense. Uh, but currently coming and actually, you know what? I'm not sure Buffalo is great on defense either yet. I don't think either team – I think both teams have the possibility of becoming better defenses as the season goes along, but neither team has been exceptionally great on defense. Uh, Tennessee checks in at 18th in DVOA uh, through their first three games. Buffalo is 22nd in DVOA, which is a shocking number for, uh, for, for Buffalo considering how good that they've been over the past few years. But they just – you know, you could see it. Like the Rams were able to move it on them late uh, in, in the second half. The Raiders were able to move it on them pretty easily. Um, and teams can run on them. It's, it's really surprising that Buffalo is not better on defense. Defenses just aren't good in 2020. I think I like the Bills in the over in this spot. Yeah, I mean, speaking on the Bills' defense, uh, it, it's been inconsistent. I'll say that. I went back and watched the Raiders film this morning, and, you know, they're just spotty. I, I think that this is a unit that is going to continue to get better as the season progresses. Remember, this was a unit that literally carried them to the playoffs last year. Now that they have a better offense, a true number one wide receiver, a, a franchise quarterback coming into his own, uh, it seems like the Bills will hopefully develop into a force to be reckoned with as the year progresses. When it comes to the Titans, the, the secondary is the big issue, both in covering the pass and also if, if a running back breaks to the second, third level, uh, they've been pretty atrocious. There's no getting, getting around it. Now, when it comes to the total, this is certainly not something that is a lock for me because – when you look at the defenses, like you said, this could be a shootout, right? It has the makings of that. Josh Allen could go off. Um, but at the same time, you look at the history of this series, man, it's it's been pretty ugly to watch the Titans and Bills play football. We're talking like 14-13 games, 14-10 games. They've not even sniffed close to the over-under over the past two matchups. And with the Titans coming back after missing basically two weeks, that has me hesitant to jump on the over with you. I mean, like I said, the script for this game could go a, a several different ways. Uh, but I think I'm going to stay away from the total in this situation. If you're forcing me to pick one, I might have to go with the under. Okay. I mean, look, that's fair. I mean, Bill's Titans does not inspire like a 60-point shootout in, in theory. <laughs> um, I do I do think when you look at Tennessee, though, uh, they're, they're, I mean, they've only played three games. They had a week four bye, of course. This is the back end of week five. 
they gave up 30 points to the Vikings, and the week before that, they gave up 30 points to the Jaguars. Now, they only gave up 14 to the Broncos in that week one game. That thing was a slop fest, and really weird. Like, they ran a ton of plays and only scored 16 and missed all those field goals. It didn't convert in the red zone. The thing about Buffalo that get, that makes me like to take the over is that, unlike previous Buffalo teams, um, we have really seen a willingness to throw in the second. They throw on early downs, and they throw in the second half of games. So I think that Buffalo will be willing to push the tempo and that they know where their defense is at. They, we saw that against uh, the Raiders and the Rams and the Dolphins. They understand that they're just not going to lock down other teams in the, in the fourth quarter and that they do need to be a little more aggressive and go vertical to guys like Stephon Diggs and um, and John Brown later in games, and Josh Allen's willing to push the ball down the field. So unless I'm missing something with the weather, is it is the weather? You're in Nashville. What's the weather like today? You yeah, I'm looking at the window right now. Uh, it looks pretty nice outside. Nothing, nothing's going on right now. So yeah, I don't think we're expecting any any crazy storms or any snow or anything crazy like There's that. No wind, uh, no rain. <laughs> just a nice, yeah. just a nice sunny Nashville night. All right, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm going to ride with the over. Uh, it's, look, it's come down to, it's come down to 51 and a half. I, I think that's too low. And I, I would, I would anticipate, Jordan, that it goes back up before, um, as we get a little bit closer to game time. I'll be curious to see which direction the spread moves. The Titans are plus three and a half minus 120 right now, or minus 115. I'm sorry, on, on William Hill. Uh, I guess it, you know, these things move like crazy throughout the, throughout the day. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go over, Bills in the over. And I like, I mean, obviously I like the Bills team total over too. I think that they'll score 30 points. I just don't think the Titans are going to hold them to less than 30 points. Unless Buffalo is up 27 to 10 and Tennessee's offense is so dysfunctional that they just can't get going. And that doesn't seem like it'll be the case to me because they have AJ Brown back and Taylor Lewan's playing. They should be able to move the ball. Now, look, if they get it, if this game script turns into Derrick Henry grinder, then I'm, I'm bleeped. That's, that's right, Matt. I love the Bills, love the over in this spot. Okay, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll look at some player props and DFS options. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. All right, Jordan, so... I'm going to try and tighten this thing up. I'm not going to give out a bunch of, like I mentioned, mentioned 42 props. I'm like, yeah, you know, we're killing all these things. And people are like, what the first one you gave out didn't, didn't work. What's the, what's the deal? What, uh, what are you targeting prop wise? Yeah. So for the first one is going to be Derrick Henry, total rushing yards. The line is at one, one Oh, one point five. I'm going over oh, wow. uh, rushing yards. That's for Derrick a lot Henry. of rushing yards. 
See, that's what a lot of people would say. But with Derrick Henry, I mean, that's kind of been the main – that's obviously been the main part of their offense for the Titans. He's gone over 100 yards two out of three games this season. I think he had like 86 the other game. So I, th- I don't think this is a crazy prop to hit. Even if the Titans win or lose this game, I do believe that Derrick Henry can go over 100 yards. It's at minus 115 right now. He's number 12 in the league with 319 rushing yards, and he's played one and sometimes two Less in sometimes in some cases two yeah, less some people games play than five other games. players. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's that's pretty absurd. So he's the guy who obviously the, the offense runs through. Um, that line is okay with me, just at one hundred one. Now, if it was at like one hundred nine, one ten, one something like that, maybe I would second guess myself. But at one hundred one and a half, I think I'm going to take that. I don't think that I can do that. That that is that is too high for me. Um, okay. And that, that's okay. It's no, there's no, no, no. I mean, look. It, it's not a bad bet. I don't, I don't dislike it at all. I just think that one and one is a bit much for me in terms of how high I'm willing to go. Let me look at, I'm trying to think I'm debating now. I'm like in my own head because I don't want to, um, I don't want to give out, I don't want to give out something that's not great. Well, I'm saying this is great that we're disagreeing because either the listeners can praise you for going against me or they can praise me for well, being right. I'm not right straight up fading you. you. I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to sort of fade you. I have no interest in doing that. I have no interest in doing that. Um, let's see. What do I, what do I think here? I, I, I'll tell you what I kind of like. I kind of like this spot for Stefan Diggs. And we know that, you know, Christian Fulton, as you mentioned, is going to be out. Tennessee secondary is not very good. They're not stopping people. Josh Allen is throwing the ball down the field. The Titans are getting vertical. So uh, rather than take the over on Stefan Diggs receiving yards at 76 and a half, which I do like. Uh, I am going to look here at William Hill at Stefan Diggs' longest reception, over 26 and a half yards. I think that we absolutely see a 30-yard reception at some point. Now, it doesn't have to be down the field. It can be across the middle. He can break it. Um, I think the, the Titans are just giving up bigger plays to receivers like that, and Stefan Diggs will know how to get open against a bad Tennessee secondary and will have – a reception longer than 27 yards. What do you think? I like that prop. Yeah, I wouldn't make it probably one of my locks, but I do have a Stephon Diggs prop in here. And, you know, this is this will be a chance for the new Bills offense to kind of shine on a national stage since, you know, they're one of the only teams playing tonight, just two guys, two teams. So Diggs is a big part of that new offensive unit, and I think the Bills want to, uh, you know, put him on display. So the second prop I have that's a lock for me is Stephon Diggs' total receptions over five and a half, and that's at plus 100. Yeah. So this line actually moved from four and a half to five and a half on Monday night, and they also got the juice. So I still think I'm going to take it. And like I told you, I already went back and watched the Raiders Bills film this morning. And on the first drive, they targeted Diggs three or four times. So I think that he can get six receptions. Um, he, he's averaging over six receptions per game this season, I believe. So I think that's a trend that's going to continue. I think that, like you said, the, the main weakness on the Titans defense is their secondary. So I think Stefan Diggs could be primed for a big one. Okay. I, I have, uh, I have no problem. Look, I mean, we agree on the, we agree on Diggs and, and the fact that he should be able to produce some, some, some high. I mean, like, I don't know that he'll get. Look, if I like the over and I like and I like the the, the Bills, I mean, it's I mean, it kind of fits with it. The Diggs is going to have a nice game. Uh, let me see what real quickly before we uh, switch over to DFS. What is Josh Allen's? I always love Ryan Tannehill rushing yards too. That's uh, twelve and a half, I believe. I got it in front of me too. If you need it, it's twelve and a half. Yeah, under is juiced actually twelve and a half. 
I don't, I don't mind. I, I never mind a, um, a, uh, a Ryan Tannehill over rushing yards. Although sometimes he'll just like stop running. Like he'll, he'll get 10 <laughs> yards in the first like drive and then he'll just stop running. Um, if I were playing something, I think John o. Smith over four and a half receiving receptions is a pretty good play too. They like to use him. Although John o. Smith, and he should be able to do this on William Hill where you combine, they do combined rushing and receiving yards, but they don't have it for John o. Um, I would like that because they use him in the, in the rushing game as well. And let me see what the Josh Allen rushing yards is. I lost that. Where is it? Josh Allen rushing yards. Cannot find it for the life of I didn't his, see his, his total passing yards is 297 and a half. Yeah. That is crazy. Josh Allen, he didn't have a 300 yard passing game coming into the season. And they're going to tell me that his, his over under is 297. That is pretty wild to me. They don't have Josh Allen rushing yards here. It's ridiculous. No, I didn't see Josh Allen rushing yards this morning mm. on William Hill. Okay. Um, any, uh, any thoughts on a first touchdown prop or any time TD score? Yeah, so I actually haven't looked at those, but I do like Johnny Smith. You brought that up. I mean, he's a guy, if, if you play fantasy football, you know he's putting up double-digit points every single week. Um, he's a guy that Ryan Tannehill certainly targets in his offense. And if A.J. Brown's going to be limping, he's going to play, but we don't know how healthy he is. If Corey Davis isn't going to be out there, if Adam Humphreys isn't going to be out there, if Michael Pruitt, the other tight end, is not going to be out there, then Johnny Smith is definitely going to be one of your top targets. And we can talk a little bit more about him when we get into DFS, but he'd be a great prop for a first touchdown score to my mind. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that completely. I also don't mind if we're just – this is the lock. My lock is the digs over longest reception. That's, that's the one you can grade me on and tweet me about. Um, I don't mind any time touchdown score, Josh Allen plus 110. They just use him in the red zone. I don't mind any time touchdown score, Johnny Smith plus 138. I think, I think he's a guy that they like to use in the red zone as well. Uh, you know, the, the one, the guy though, who makes a ton of sense. Where is he? How can I not find, what can I find? I was looking for Ferkser. Do you gotta give me an eight? Oh, first or five to one anytime touchdown score. He's always catching in the red zone. You think it's gonna be Janu, and then it ends up being Ferkser. I like Ferkser five to one anytime touchdown score. I love maybe, that one as well. Maybe <laughs> Ferkser, Ferkser twenty eight to one first touchdown score. Oh yeah, shoot it in my veins. <laughs> I will have some of that. Um, so uh, those are mine. Anything else that you've got on this uh, on this game? Yeah, just one more. Uh, Steven Goskowski total made field goals over 1.5. So he's coming off of a game against the Vikings where he made all six of his field goal attempts. The Titans were not very good in the red zone in terms of scoring touchdowns, and especially if they're missing the offensive weapons like we've already discussed here on the podcast. Uh, I think that Goskowski is going to be used tonight, that they're going to be kicking field goals more than they'll be scoring touchdowns. So I like the the prop for him just to make two field goals. That's it. Okay, I like that a lot. All right, let's get to some DFS. Bring up my showdown lineups here. And of course, you could have played a two game, um, a two game thing between the, uh, between the, the, the Monday night football and the, and the Tuesday night football. I was too scared about it getting canceled to do it. So I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I was thinking about playing only Saints and, uh, only Saints and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, oh, I can't think of who did they played last night. What's wrong with so always safe the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, instead, and like not play Bills and Titans, and it's canceled. You just win the you just win a DFS lineup. Uh, but instead, I'll be playing some showdown tonight on DraftKings. Josh Allen, your top price captain at nineteen five. Derrick Henry checks in at sixteen five. 
Stephon Diggs, 15-9. Ryan Tannehill, 14-7. A.J. Brown, 13-2. Um, if people are making lineups early, he's still carrying the questionable uh, designation, but obviously he'll he'll be playing, so maybe that his ownership is down a little bit. Uh, Singletary, 12. Jonu Smith, 10-8. And then it gets into Cole Beasley and uh, Corey Davis, who actually is a C-19 designation here. That's kind of incredible. Um, and we start to get to sort of uh, cheaper options. Is there anybody that... Like if you're if you're building a lineup, how do you? you I mean, you this would be a good night for you to play showdown maybe because I think you foresee an under, right, and maybe a slugfest. So you could build a a, a a lineup where it's like you start with Derrick Henry, and then you work your way into more of a a, a slower pace slog type of game, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'm just starting to get into DFS. I've been asking RJ White a lot of questions. So uh, what about John Smith as a captain? Is that something that people are on board with? Is that something that's too predictable, or is that an option for you? No, no, no. I mean, I think I would guess – so this would be a little bit like last night, uh, like like Monday Night Football, in the sense that I would guess that we get ownership for um, – for, uh, Josh Allen and Derrick Henry that is in the uh, 20, around 20% range in terms of their captain ownership. And that means that Stefan Diggs will probably be around 9 or 10% like Keenan Allen. Um, Tannehill probably a, uh, around the same range, maybe 13%, a little bit higher. And then, yeah, I think if you go Johnny Smith as a captain, it absolutely will, will differentiate your lineup. And if you do that, I assume that you can then jam in just about everybody you want right that might be my game plan because John Smith like I said he might be a primary target for Tannehill he was against the Jaguars a couple of weeks ago he had two touchdowns in like the first half so he he could have another performance like that and if you have him in that captain spot then you're definitely on the way to some money okay so if you go yeah if if Smith blows up you would you would have a you would have a very good shot at if you go with John at captain he's at 10-8 you can get Josh Allen as to so I mean I think if you go with John at captain you have to assume that so you have to play it one of two ways. Either you assume you're bringing it back with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, as they try and keep up the pace, right, and you're pairing Jonu with Tannehill, um, or you're assuming that the Titans just lock down the Bills and then you're bringing it back with Titans defense and, and Derrick Henry. So I right. think you basically you basically have to – you can bail on – I mean, I, I don't know if you want to bail on Josh Allen. The pro, God, these guys are – this is a pricey slate. But then you can come back and get Steven Goskowski and – Darrington Evans. So you go Janu, Josh Allen, Diggs, Darrington Evans, Goskowski, and Tannehill. And so you're, you're basically hoping for a shootout where Derrick Henry does not get prominently involved, which I think the only concern I would have with that is they've been involved in two games where we've seen more than 60 points. Mm. He still carried the ball 25 times. Like he, like Derrick Henry is, he's not like he's matchup proof, but even in a shootout, they don't, they don't, like, pull him off the field. They just keep running the football. Right. Yeah, he's definitely just the main part of their offense, no matter how the game is kind of going. But I like the Goskowski play as well. I think he's definitely going to be in my lineup because, like I said, they, they struggle to score the ball in terms of touchdowns in the red zone. So Goskowski has a lot of potential to be used tonight. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, you, yeah, you can fit. You can't – if you go with Allen at captain – you can, you obviously, I think you need to pair it with digs and then that leaves you like 5k per player. So you kind of have to decide how are you going to bring it back? I wouldn't mind you go then go for AJ Brown and Johnny Smith and that leaves you 2k for the final two guys. 
And again, you're having to, you're basically punting on Ferkser at $200. I mean, this guy just finds the end zone, man. What? I mean, give out. I mean, I think you got to play Ferkser at 200 bucks and that leaves you a little bit of room that you can grab Dawson Knox or Zach Moss if he plays, uh, or Darrington Evans. If you wanted to bail out on that Janu spot, you would even have five, five to play with per pop. If you flew down and grabbed Guskowski, you could pick up Cole Beasley potentially as a guy uh, getting close to John Smith. So, I mean, like you can, you can go with Josh Allen at quarterback and still work a very viable lineup here. I think if you go with Allen or Henry or Allen or Henry at captain, you probably have to plug somebody like Ferkser in there to keep it cheap enough where you can get some of more guys. Uh, but I think Ferkser to me, 200, 200 bucks on DK. That's a automatic smash spot in these GPP plays. Anybody, uh, anybody else to see it out to you that look good. Uh, I think we covered all our bases here. I'm looking at what Isaiah McKenzie got some touches. He might be somebody who you could plug in there if you're if you're running low on money. Darrington Evans is another guy who I'm excited for. Hopefully, he kind of gets more touches as the year progresses. But uh, in terms of the cheapest option, I'm looking at I would definitely consider Stephen Goskowski again. Yeah, Goskowski. If he bangs, we'll have a bunch of field goals. You'd be in good shape. All right, that's the DFS and Gambling Pod for Tuesday Night Football. Jordan, thanks, buddy. As always, thank you. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.